All right, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the show that critics are calling. If the show was any good, I would have listened to it already. Thanks. Thanks for that one, Mom. Um, no, that wasn't for my mom. But I am. This is the checking in segment. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, I am recording back at my parents' house in good old Minnesota. Good old Minneapolis, Minnesota. So it's good to be back here. Um, and uh, yeah, I was just walking out. My parents are doing some gardening. So I was just walking out, visiting them. And um, these are the things that you miss from Minnesota, being able to walk out you know, check out the garden and uh, immediately get hit by a horse fly and stung right in the center of my forehead. So now I have this huge welt um, that uh, isn't doing my face any favors. But I don't think my face was doing my face any favors either. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, welcome back. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed the fourth. Hope you had a good holiday. I had a pretty good one. Um, I saw the actual fireworks on top of a um, our apartment complex in Minneapolis and it was there was you know this full 360 because it was um, the very top of the building and what was cool was fireworks were going on all around us and so it was sweet and it was going pretty constant for about an hour so we could just look and just check out everything on all sides of us and so that was uh, that was pretty great um, and nice nice to see and and I haven't heard any crazy you know, I was talking about this last week about uh, you always hear the aftermath of people's shenanigans. Actually, no, I take that back. There was that um, um, the goalie, right? There was a hockey goalie that uh, um, I guess a big firework went off in the hot tub and killed him. Um, so awful. And you hear so many of those those stories every year. Um, it's just brutal. Um, but uh, But we were in a place that was far away from from fireworks and from anything that could that could happen. I guess somebody did get grazed by a bullet too walking away from fireworks in Minneapolis. Um, so yeah, thankfully didn't have any of that too. Wow, off to a real morose start. <laughs> like, hey, can I bring up some super depressing stuff? Um, but uh, but going into a uh, into a different route, we also have another. Uh, we got some more reviews in on the podcast. Uh, somebody reached out to me and said that. Um, the show was great. It would be really great for late night radio, which I love it. It's a great compliment because it's positive, but it's also saying, you know, the best time slot for your podcast and and radio would be um, overnights where not a lot of people are listening. <laughs> so, no, I know that's not what what the person meant. They actually were a big fan of the show, so that's great. So uh, thank you for offering up your support as always. Um, as far as, you know, what else is new with me, um, been on the road a little bit, so been in and out of hotels, and I feel like, you know, that's when you let your true self be shown, right? Like, I'm just such a slob on the road, and there's clothes everywhere in my hotel room, and everything's just just disgusting, and I think that, um, I mean, if I was part of the hotel staff and had to see that on a daily basis, I would make some pretty harsh assessments and judgments on me. Um, so I'm sure they do, but listen, comes with the territory. Uh, the other thing at one of the hotels I was staying at, I walked over to get lunch and it was at this sandwich shop, this deli, and they were having, this is the season of grad parties. So they were having a grad party going on. I don't know if it was like an owner, the owner's kid or whatever, but there was a lot of people there. And so a lot of people just assumed I was there for the grad party. 
And so they handed me like a slice of cake. It was really good. Um, and then someone came up to me because I was looking at the pictures, you know, how they have those grad party um, poster boards and pictures of the grad, the grad student. And uh, seemed like a seemed like a charming young man. Um, and uh, somebody came up to me and clearly like an uncle or something was like, just assumed I knew who this person was. <laughs> and that I was there for the grad party <laughs> and was like, uh, I was like, wow, what, you know, what a great day for this guy. And I was like, yeah, I'm just so proud. <laughs> and I ended up walking out of there with another piece of cake, too. And they were like, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> so um, if you ever see, drive by and see that a grad party's um, going going on and you you have nothing to do with it, don't necessarily, don't not stop in. You know what I mean? Like, jump in. Why not? You could get two free pieces of cake out of the deal. From there, let's get to some movies, some movie reviews. These are some, some movie. I didn't see any movies in theaters this week, uh, which I was bummed out about. But just the time didn't work out for that. But next week, there's always next week. Um, but what I did see is I did see a lot of good stuff on the old television. Um, and so these are some some ones that I highly recommend that you guys could check out. One is Fear Street, 1994. And this is part of the Fear Street trilogy written by R.L. Stein. So if you know that name or if it even sounds vaguely familiar, I mean, if you know him, you know him. Um, Goosebumps, obviously, and the Fear Street series, which was huge. Um, and I read those books particularly, you know, obviously devoured Goosebumps. But when I was a kid, the Fear Street books and that trilogy of books I read multiple times. I loved it. I was big into horror books like that when I was a kid. And those were just pretty crazy, creepy stories. And and what I like about this series, too, is like I was like, oh, is there, are they going to make this? Because the books are kind of for young adults. They're like YA, right? Um, but the movies are pretty brutal. And the violence is over the top. So if you're a fan of you know slasher violence and all that, definitely check them out in this first one 1994 you know nostalgic had some good um 94 music on there um but uh but then they're doing they're releasing a new one every week so until they you know do the whole entire trilogy um so so yeah so that's gonna be cool so the new one is coming out which is gonna be like the 70s slasher is coming out tomorrow which i'm probably more pumped for because you know um Friday the 13th, those movies are just, you know, that's what it seems like this is more of an homage to. So seems like it's going to be a really good one to, to check out. I'm definitely going to see all three of them and I'll report back on the next two installments. But that one was definitely was a really was a lot of fun. And uh, speaking of fun, horrible segue, uh, Vicious Fun is the name of another movie that I love. This is probably my favorite movie um, of the year so far. Um, it's horror comedy. It's super, it's on Shutter right now. You can check it out, but highly recommend it. It's Cody Callahan directed it um, and wrote it too and has some great performances by 
Amber Goldfarb and Evan Marsh and Ari Millen. Uh, let's see, Julian Richards, who's a great freaky actor. Um, let's see, what was he in? He was in Todd and the Book of Pure Evil, Kingdom Hospital, War of the Worlds, Supernatural. Uh, you would definitely recognize that. And I think some of the wrong turns, definitely, I think the first one, but pretty great actor. He is a British Canadian actor. Um, and yeah, it's really good. I almost don't want to spoil that one too much because it's, and, and this show is full of spoilers and I'm, I'm pro spoiler when it comes to some of this stuff, but, uh, that one is, well, I can tell you a little bit about it. I'll spoil it. Uh, it, basically a guy stumbles upon, um, and this is set in the eighties. So also a lot of fun. He stumbles upon a support group almost for serial killers and madness ensues. That's really all you need to know about that. But highly check that one out, or I highly recommend, rather. Um, Near Dark is the classic Bill Paxton horror movie that I rewatched. And if you haven't seen this, this is also on Shudder right now. Please check it out. Um, Written and directed by Catherine Bigelow from Point Break fame um, and Hurt Locker. And it's just so good. Um, It's got Lance Henriksen. Like I said, Bill Paxson, like just those two performances alone are so good. Over the top, Bill Paxson, uh, and just bloody, violent form. It's really good. And this is one of those movies, too. Like, I think it got Criterion um, selection. Like, it's considered just this classic of cinema as well as, a, you know, classic of horror. So check that one out if you haven't. And also Music by Tangerine Dream, which I didn't realize. And they have some, I mean, that you can hear in so many good movies, including Drive, um, which is known for their awesome kind of synth score. So there you go. Check those movies out this week. You were jacked up, being tied and told. I was in handcuffs, they were dragging me away. I was kicking my legs, stoning my weight. Epic is classic is a mistake But I always thought I'd see you again Yeah, I always thought I'd see you again Wonder who's driving you around right now Crossing state lines, losing your mind Just remember we did it all before We did it first, we did it better All right, now we're going to move on to books now, it was going to be just comic books, but I'm actually going to go with comic books and regular books because uh, I did something this week that I was so stoked on. I finally finished this book called The Black Echo uh, by Michael Connolly. It's the first Bosch book. So Bosch is the TV show on Amazon Prime. Highly recommend that show. We'll talk actually about that later in the TV section, uh, TV reviews, but as far as books go, it's such a good book. And I think it's his first book, Michael Connolly's. And what a strong start for an author. Uh, really well done. Like the characters are already fully fleshed out from the beginning. So that was the thing that I was really impressed with. Um, but uh, yeah, check that out for sure. And it just took me a little over half a year to finish. <laughs> so that's why I was more excited. I was like, oh, not only do I, can I do a book review segment, uh, but I also finished a book. So that's, you know, sometimes you got to take just the small victories when you can. Um, 
But yeah, and then uh, let's see, going into some comic books, two that I really love right now that you got to check out that I can highly recommend. One is called Proctor Valley Road, and it's written by Grant Morrison. And if that name sounds familiar, if it doesn't sound familiar to you, seek out some of his stuff. He wrote for Batman for a while and wrote some of the darkest, kind of most interesting things to me and wrote at a time when I was a kid. So those are some of the formative Batman stories that I remember and really appreciate. But uh, in this one, he's taking over. So Proctor Valley Road, it's almost like a, um, it's kids. It's almost like a Stranger Things vibe. Um, but he has a, he's a very dark writer. So to me, anyways, the issues that I've read so far are a little edgier uh, than what you'd expect on Stranger Things. But I could see this one being picked up for a show that would also be pretty pretty successful and pretty good. Um, but yeah, check that one out. That's Proctor Valley Road. And then uh, another one that I love. This is this is my favorite comic book right now. Uh, Man Goat and the Bunny Man. So right by the title, your two central characters, one is a man goat and one is a bunny man. <laughs> um, and the bunny man is like this cute Easter bunny, but like still just manages and he's looking for love. And he just scares everybody that he sees, like, because it's a gigantic Easter bunny. Uh, that's frightening. Imagine the Easter bunny from Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Um, so, yeah, it's really good. I'm having a lot of fun reading that series. That's my favorite one because it's so weird and subversive. Um, so definitely check that out. Man Goat and the Bunny Man. Uh, last book review is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino. I am halfway through. This is his novelization of the movie. So he's a big fan of you know such random pop culture. And one of the things is the movie novelization. So a lot of times you know they would do that where they would take a movie and then they would make a novel out of it. And some is very you know paint by numbers. Like clearly they're just going off of a script and kind of plugging in dialogue and all that. But some of it, you know, some of those take creative license and there's really well-written ones. Um, and this one is great. I mean, he's, I think, you know, he's a great writer and obviously huge, you know, ear for dialogue. Um, and so you get a lot of that, a lot of good, good dialogue, good scenes. Um, and also what's kind of cool is there's this scene that takes place in Drinker's Hall of Fame this bar, Drinker's Hall of Fame, and he says San Gabriel. Um, and that's actually, that's the bar that Luke and Angel work at, who have been guests on the show many times so far. Um, so if you were wondering what bar they work at, it's the bar that Tarantino talks about it. Apparently years ago, uh, his dad would take him to that bar um, and played piano there, which is interesting, um, and talked about the decor of it in there. It's a really well-written scene and uh, speaks, you know, highly of it and it was kind of interesting he was on mark Marin's podcast wtf and he talked about it and Marin asked if that's a real bar and he goes it was he goes i don't think it's still around well it is still around and you can check it out and it is a very cool bar and just kind of awesome to have you know that in book form and to have it by the one and only quentin tarantino so pretty cool you still have your bearings, you still have your parts. Running around reckless and getting away. Packing them in, flipping your friends. We always had a good laugh at that. Hope you settled on a few acres of land. 
All right, now let's move to some advice. This can be relationship, love advice, any kind of advice. If you have questions and want me to answer it, listen, I'll do that. Uh, these ones have been pulled from the internet, but if you have one specifically that you want answered on the show, uh, reach out to notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. Uh, but first, let's dive into, so this one comes from a woman who said that she doesn't feel sexy um, and she's been with her husband for a long time, but she doesn't feel sexy anymore because she caught him looking at pictures of young models on social media and wants to know, like, is she being, you know, is she justified in this feeling or is she kind of overreacting? Well, here's the thing. It's, it's tough because one, if you just go on Instagram and I'm not sticking up for him, but I am saying it, those pictures are everywhere. You know, Instagram models are, you know, very popular and um, and they're also like super, you know, wearing next to nothing. <laughs> so it can be like, huh, OK. And I can see her side of it where it's like, well, is this what my husband wants? And why is he, you know, looking at that? And not, you know, looking towards me as far as, uh, you know, being being the interest of uh, of that, of his uh, of of his look. Um, but I think it's. um it's one of those things like it's good to just talk to him about it. You know what I mean? If it makes you uncomfortable, I think that that's the biggest thing. Communication that, that never hurts. Um, so definitely, you know, do that. And if it's something like you think that he should, it, if he's flaunting it being like, Hey, I wish you looked like this. How come you don't look like that? And that's a different story. And then you should maybe think about getting a new, a new husband. But otherwise just let him know that it bothers you. And, you know, maybe it's something where you could you could make a fun thing out of it. Maybe you guys could take pictures together. Um, who knows? But uh, the the options are endless. But definitely, I think the first step is you know talking to them about it. Uh, another one is a boyfriend. So this relationship, um, this this woman was saying that she her husband was or boyfriend rather was just having like really tough money issues. And was going into debt and doing all this stuff. And so she ended up giving him $5,000, which is huge and super generous, but gave it to him. And then he took it and paid off some things, but also still spends a crazy amount on these extra things that he doesn't need that aren't necessities. Um, and so she's like, what should she do? Um, and I think, well, one, you got to cut him off on the payment. This is just my opinion. You can't keep doing that because that's taking advantage of you. Um, and let them know, like, listen, this is to help you get out of debt and not to further your habits. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's just one of those. Yeah. He needs to be. And sometimes when you give people money and help them get out of those situations, you're thinking it's helping them, but it's more hindering because then they're like, oh, I have the freedom to do what I want to do. So I think definitely cut them off for sure. Um, another one is this um, woman writes about how her, her husband is super disrespectful and hit her once, but um, that they've gotten through that and that he's just super disrespectful and is just condescending and only looks at her as like a sexual object. And has said, has said 
and implied so much. Um, well, for me, the first thing, you know, when I hear the hitting thing, I know some people are, you know, more, you know, lenient on if it's just once or whatever. But to me, that's the biggest uh, red flag of all times. And that's even if it's one time, my opinion, get out of that relationship and uh, and all the other things further back up that this guy is not a good dude, in my opinion. He is not good. Right now, let's do a little entertainment news. Um, let's see where to start with this. There's actually some pretty interesting stories this week. Some sad, um, but this one is actually gave me a little bit of happiness, um, which is good in these tough, tough times. But basically, there is a woman in New Zealand um, who decided not to name her kids any normal name, especially not Matt. Right? Like Matt's. I love my name, Matt. Matthew, but it's like, I get it. It's one of the most common names ever. I mean, you can throw a rock and hit five Matthews. Um, and you should throw a rock at the nearest Matthew that you see. Uh, but this woman decided to name her three kids Metallica, Pantera, and Slayer. <laughs> I love that. Um, I hope that if I do have kids, I name them something crazy. Like Evil Dead 2 or Creepers or something like that. Um but uh, but sadly, it'll probably just be like Todd, um, which listen, if you're a Todd, no disrespect to the name Todd. I know a lot of great Todd's out there. Uh, but yeah, that I thought was awesome. I was like, good. Keeping those keeping not only those band names alive, but just also the creativity of names, you know, with that. App, there's a kid named Apple, right? Isn't that uh, the Coldplay guys kid? Um Listen, I'm not I'm not hating on that either. That's something different. You're never you're never gonna meet a ton of apples in your life. You know what I mean? So why not? Uh, this one, this story is brought back all of these memories of when I was a kid. And this was 1999. I was in the ninth grade, and I remember that summer I was watching the live coverage on MTV of Woodstock '99. And now HBO Max is making a Woodstock 99 documentary, or has made it rather, and it will be out on July 23rd. So that's soon. Um, I'm so excited for that one. It's going to have all the good things that you remember from that, like some Limp Biscuit. Um, yeah, Limp Biscuit, I remember. Green Day, I remember that one with the throwing mud and, and all that crazy stuff. But it's going to be talking about you know just that whole festival and this says you know it unfolded over three blazing hot days and nights of nonstop performances and heaving mosh pits in july 1999 so i am definitely pumped to check that out so there you go on that um and then also sad news unfortunately richard donner passed away um but people are coming out of the woodwork and telling these great stories of them. So it's turning this obviously horrible, horrible news into something pretty positive, including it talked about, um, you know, one guy, Jeffrey Cohen, who plays Chunk in The Goonies, classic performance, classic movie, um, talked about how Donner paid for his college tuition. 
he says, as a human being, Dick was so kind to me. Um, I'm an entertainment attorney and I have a firm out here in LA. None of that would have happened for me without Dick Donner helping me when there was nothing I could do for him. And he says that that's pretty unique in the business. And he was kind and he paid for his college when he went to Berkeley. So when I heard that, I was just like, okay, you know, whereas so many people in Hollywood, you hear all the negative stories of them. This was something that was, oh yeah, he actually is a great guy and made so many of my favorite movies, Superman, The Omen, and of course the Lethal Weapon movies. Um, So yeah, what a guy, Richard Donner, RIP. Crossing state lines, losing your minds Just remember we did it all before We did it first, we did it better Yeah, I wonder who's driving you around right now Crossing state lines, losing your mind Just remember we did it all before We did it first, we did it better We did it better, we did it better All right, and so finally for this week, we're going to end on some TV reviews. Uh, I know I talk about this every week, but if you're not watching uh, Dave or Mr. Inbetween, you should be. Those are two of my favorite shows right now. Um, and Mr. Inbetween, oh my gosh. there's Sometimes that show will just go with episodes at a time where nothing really happens, and it's just interesting character development. But this one ramps up in such a big way, so definitely check that out. Um Bosch, so I was mentioning that with the book. I love the book because it felt like you were just reliving another season of that show. And it's sad. This was the final season of Bosch. And so, again, spoiler alert, this whole podcast full of spoilers, but a great final season. Um, One of the things that I love, too, is that Matthew Lillard, and I think he was, he popped up from time to time in the show, but he comes back in the final episode, um, only eight episodes. They had been doing like a 10 episode run and then all of a sudden they go to eight. So to me, I was like, ah, that sucks. But listen, there's other bigger problems out there than how many episodes of Bosch. <laughs> I shouldn't be complaining. If the fact that I'm only complaining about that, that that's okay. Uh, but Matt Lillard is awesome in that, in that episode. So for that performance alone, but you know, what you go there for is you go for Bosch, the man himself. And such a wonderful show and a good way to kind of wrap everything up. And again, spoiler alert, it does. And there's a lot of articles where the headline kind of gives it away that there's room for a sequel series. And it seems like that. So Bosch is kind of, you know, he quits at the end of this spoiler alert, like I said. And the final scene after the credits start is him getting his license for being a private detective, which Oh my God, I feel like that would be a way better show. You know, he's not working in those same restraints, but he'll probably have other restraints that'll be, you know, tricky for him to navigate. So hopefully they do that. And this was just kind of the, because I felt like this had a huge fan base. So I was surprised when they said they were going to cancel it. So this would be a nice little, little turn for the show. Um, Also, you know, I never thought I would be so into this show. Um, there's some shows like reality TV and stuff like that and game shows where I'm just not, I just don't tune into it, but I tried out the celebrity dating game 
And this is with uh, Zoe Deschanel and Michael Bolton are the hosts. And I got to say, is I love it. It might be one of my favorite shows right now. Um, and there's times when like they have a couple of the guests are from The Bachelor and Bachelorette. And I'm not, I don't watch those shows. I have not, nothing against them, but I just haven't caught up with those. And so to me, it's not as cool as some of the guests that they have on there. Like Nicole Byer is awesome. Uh, Tay Diggs was amazing. Um, but really you're watching for Zoe Deschanel, her hosting, which is great. And Bolton, Bolton is so funny. And I worked with Michael Bolton, little name droppy story. And I loved working with that guy. And he, he's one of the nicest guys. And he's also like, he's non, he works nonstop. Like not only does he, he did the full, it was, this was on Dancing with the Stars. So he did a full day of learning how to dance and then he'd go work out at night and then still tour on the weekends. He'd fly out to different venues and shoot or not shoot, but perform um, and sing sold out concerts. So that was pretty crazy. Um, and I remember my mom listening to him when I was a kid, we had cassette tapes of Michael Bolton and we listened to it in our green um, Astro van Um and I would listen to How Could We Be Lovers When We Can't Be Friends. Um, such classic Michael Bolton, you know. So when I got to work with him, it was pretty cool. And uh, and so I had him. I, I think I've told this story before, but, um, but in case I haven't, uh, what was great was I got to, my mom's birthday was coming up. So I had him sign a CD for her. And he signs it, uh, Happy Birthday, Pat. I love you, Michael Bolton. I was like, whoa, Michael, pump the brakes. That's my mom. You're not going to be my future stepdad, okay? Um, but yeah, great guy. Um, can't say enough good things about about that guy for sure. Well, there you go. That's the podcast for the week. Thanks for checking us out again. Um, hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, again, reach out to notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com if you have any comments or concerns. Um, yeah. And again, special thanks to the unis for the music intro and outro and the outro you're going about to hear and, uh, new music this week from Brett Saxon. So check him out on all music platforms, download his music and, uh, check it out. So great song for this week. And yeah, again, thanks for, uh, hanging with us and we'll see you. Oh, actually coming up too. This is, this is good. Um, Work's ramping up for me again, too. So we'll be playing a couple episodes that are going to be new to you still, but ones that we've recorded a while ago um, and have some good guests on that one, too. So there you go. That's coming up in the next few weeks. And until then, I love you. I love you.